episode 32, ETFs. Today we bridge two worlds, the old guard of financial instruments and the renegade revolution of Bitcoin. I will bridge the much discussed, often debated, and now here, Bitcoin ETF. If you're scratching your head at the term ETF, you're not alone. The financial world is filled with acronyms that can boggle the mind. But today, we aim to demystify, to explain, and to project into the future of what this melding of the traditional and the revolutionary might mean. ETF, or Exchange Traded Fund, is a financial instrument that, in many ways, embody the very ethos of diversification and accessibility in the stock market. Born from a need to provide investors with a vehicle that combines the broad diversification of mutual funds and the flexibility of individual stock trading, ETFs have grown to become a cornerstone of modern investment strategies. The marriage of Bitcoin and ETFs, now that's a topic. A topic not just of financial significance, but one that might redefine how the average Joe and institutional giants like BlackRock view and interact with Bitcoin. But, like all marriages, this one comes with its own set of challenges, controversies and complexities. The regulatory dance, the market implications, the broader adoption of Bitcoin, these are the narratives that interweave in this impending union. So why does it matter? To the newcomer, this might be a story of how they can finally dabble in the enigmatic world of Bitcoin without the technical intricacies of owning a digital wallet. To the seasoned trader, it's a narrative about liquidity market maturity and potential price stabilisation. To the institutional giants, it's a tale of new frontiers, portfolio diversification and perhaps a bit of FOMO, fear of missing out. Today we embark on a journey, a journey that starts with understanding the foundational blocks of ETFs delves into the tumultuous yet fascinating world of Bitcoin and culminates in the exploration of what a Bitcoin ETF might mean for our financial future. Whether you're here for a lesson, for insight or for projections, we promise a comprehensive deep dive. History the world of finance is replete with acronyms, but few have garnered as much attention in recent decades as ETFs, or exchange traded funds. With its unique blend of versatility, accessibility and diversification, the ETF stands as one of the foremost investment vehicles of the modern era. At its core, an ETF is a type of investment fund and exchange-traded product. Traded on stock exchanges, much like individual stocks, but what makes it distinct from regular stocks is its structure. 
An ETF holds a basket of assets, such as stocks, bonds, commodities, or a combination thereof. These assets are packed together, offering investors a way to buy a broad portfolio of assets without having to purchase each individual component. In essence, it's like buying a slice of a diversified pie with a single purchase. To understand the appeal of ETFs, consider their older sibling, mutual funds. For decades, mutual funds have offered investors a way to diversify their investments by pooling together money from multiple investors to purchase a diversified portfolio. However, mutual funds have a significant limitation. They are typically bought or sold only once a day at the market close based on the fund's net asset value. Enter ETFs. One of the key distinctions and advantages of ETFs over mutual funds is their tradability. ETFs are traded on major stock exchanges, meaning they can be bought and sold throughout the trading day at fluctuating market prices just like individual stocks. This provides a level of flexibility and liquidity that mutual funds often lack. Another notable feature of ETFs is their tax efficiency, especially in the United States. Due to their unique structure, ETFs can create or redeem creation units, large blocks of tens of thousands of ETF shares that can be exchanged for a basket of the underlying assets. This allows ETFs to manage redemptions in a manner that can limit the realisation of capital gains and thereby provide tax advantages to investors. Transparency is another hallmark of most ETFs. They regularly disclose their holdings, allowing investors to see what assets are in the ETF portfolio. This stands in contrast to many mutual funds, where holdings might be disclosed less frequently. Additionally, the rise of ETFs can be attributed to their versatility. There are ETFs designed to track indices of large corporations, small startups, entire sectors, or even global markets. Commodity ETFs allow investors to invest in physical commodities like gold or oil. There are even ETFs that aim to achieve the inverse performance of a particular index allowing investors to profit from market declines. However, like all investments, ETFs come with their own set of risks. The very flexibility that makes them attractive can also lead to impulsive trading decisions. Their price can deviate from the net asset value of the underlying assets, especially in less liquid markets. And not all ETFs are created equal. Their costs, structures, and strategies can vary widely. In summary, ETFs represent a fusion of the old and the new, combining the broad diversification of mutual funds with the flexibility of stock trading. They've democratized access to a range of assets and strategies that were once out of the reach for the average investor.
As the financial landscape continues to evolve, the prominence and relevance of ETFs seem poised to grow, marking them as a pivotal instrument in the modern investor's toolkit. In the intricate tapestry of the financial world, few developments have been as transformative as the advent of the exchange-traded fund. To appreciate the significance of ETFs, one must delve into their origins, understand the void they filled, and recognise their advantages over their older cousin, the mutual fund. The genesis of the ETF was a response to the changing tides of the investment landscape in the late 20th century. The 1980s and early 1990s witnessed a surge of interest in passive investment strategies, especially those tracking popular indices like the S&P 500. Index mutual funds which passively mirrored such benchmarks were gaining traction. However, there was a growing demand for a more flexible, liquid and tax-efficient vehicle to access these passive strategies. Enter the first ETF, the SPDR S&P 500 ETF, commonly known as the SPIDER, launched in January 1993. This innovation was designed to track the S&P 500 index, but unlike a traditional index mutual fund, it was traded on an exchange like a stock. The SPIDER was not just a new product, it was the harbinger of a financial revolution. To understand the raison d'etre of ETFs, it's essential to examine the limitations of mutual funds. Liquidity restraints. Mutual funds are traded once a day at the net asset value, determined after market close. This structure denied investors the opportunity to react to intraday market movements. If news broke at 10 a.m. affecting a sector heavily represented in a mutual fund, an investor couldn't sell until the price was set at the end of the trading day. Tax inefficiencies. When mutual fund investors decided to redeem their shares, the fund might need to sell assets to meet that redemption. These sales could generate capital gains, which were passed on to remaining fund investors, creating a potential tax liability. Transparency issues. Mutual funds typically disclose their holdings quarterly, depriving investors of real-time insights into the fund's exact competition. ETFs, by virtue of their design, sought to address these pain points. Trading flexibility. Being exchange-traded, ETFs can be bought and sold throughout the trading day at market-determined prices. This intraday liquidity offers investors the ability to react to market news immediately, a marked contrast to the end-of-day trading models of mutual funds. The unique creation and redemption mechanism of ETFs allows them to manage shareholder transactions without forcing the sale of underlying assets, minimising capital gains distributions. When large institutional investors want to redeem ETF shares, they receive a basket of the fund's underlying assets, which they can then sell 
on their own, bearing any associated tax consequences. Transparency. Most ETFs disclose their holdings on a daily basis, ensuring that investors always have a clear picture of their investment. Cost efficiency. ETFs often come with lower expense ratios than mutual funds, partly because they typically track indexes and don't require active management. Additionally, their passive management structure often results in lower turnover, translating to fewer transaction costs. Following the success of the Spider, the late 1990s and 2000s saw an explosion in the variety and complexity of ETF offerings. From sector-specific ETFs that allowed pinpointed exposure to industries like technology or healthcare to international ETFs that opened up global markets to everyday investors, the range and scope of ETFs expanded dramatically. The 2000s also heralded the advent of bond ETFs, commodity ETFs, and thematic ETFs. The versatility of the ETF structure was further showcased with the introduction of leveraged and inverse ETFs, allowing sophisticated investors to amplify returns or bet against market indices. ETFs were not merely an incremental step in the evolution of investment vehicles. They represented a paradigm shift. Born out of the necessity to provide investors with a tool that combined the best of both stocks and mutual funds, they bridged the gap between passive and active investing. Their creation addressed specific challenges posed by mutual funds and in doing so reshaped the investment landscape. Today, as the financial sector continues to innovate, the rise and resilience of ETFs serve as a testament to the industry's ability to evolve, adapt and better serve the needs of investors. In the world of investment vehicles, exchange-traded funds have emerged as a flexible, cost-effective and popular choice for both individual and institutional investors. To appreciate their value and utility, it's crucial to understand the mechanics of how ETFs operate. At its heart, an ETF is a basket of securities that you can buy or sell through a brokerage firm on a stock exchange. ETFs are unique in that they combine characteristics of both stocks and mutual funds. Like mutual funds, they represent a collection of assets, but they're traded like individual stocks on stock exchanges. The functionings of ETFs revolves around a unique mechanism known as the creation and redemption process. This process involves large financial institutions termed authorised participants, APs. APs have the exclusive right to create and redeem ETF shares. Here is a breakdown. Creation. When there's a demand for an ETF, an AP will assemble a basket of underlying assets corresponding to the ETF's portfolio. The AP then transfers this basket to 
the ETF provider in exchange for ETF shares, which are then sold on the open market. Redemption. When ETF shares are redeemed, the process works in reverse. The AP buys ETF shares from the market and hands them to the ETF provider. In return, the AP receives a basket of the ETF's underlying assets. This continuous process of creation and redemption provides the necessary liquidity and ensures that the ETF's market price stays in line with its net asset value, NAV. The price of an ETF is determined in two ways, net asset value, NAV. Calculated at the end of each trading day, the NAV is the total value of the ETF's assets minus its liabilities, divided by the number of shares outstanding. It represents the intrinsic value of the ETF market price. Throughout the trading day, ETFs are bought and sold at market prices, which are determined by supply and demand dynamics on the stock exchange. Thanks to the creation and redemption mechanism, any significant divergence between the market price and the NAV is usually short-lived, as arbitrage opportunities are quickly acted upon by APs. Dividends. When the securities within the ETF's portfolio produce dividend income, the ETF will typically distribute these earnings to shareholders. These distributions can either be received in cash or reinvested to buy more shares of the ETF. Capital gains. Due to the creation and redemption mechanism, ETFs can often minimise capital gains distributions. When redemptions occur, ETFs can deliver the securities that have the lowest cost basis to the APs, which help reduce the fund's potential capital gains. The world of ETFs is diverse, with various types catering to different investment strategies. Index ETFs, the most common type. These ETFs aim to replicate the performance of a specific index, such as the S&P 500. Sector and industry ETFs, focus on specific sectors, e.g. technology, healthcare or industries. Commodity ETFs, track the price of a commodity like gold or oil. Bond ETFs, comprised of various types of bonds. International ETFs, target specific countries or regions. Thematic ETFs, built around a particular theme or strategy, like environmental, social and governance ESG criteria. While ETFs tend to be more cost-effective than traditional mutual funds, they aren't free from expenses. Expense ratio. This annual fee, expressed as a percentage of average assets under management, covers the ETF's operating expenses. Passive index ETFs usually have lower expense ratios compared to actively managed ETFs. Trading costs. Since ETFs trade like stocks, you might incur a brokerage commission when buying or selling shares. 
However, many brokers now offer commission-free trading for ETFs. Yet, ETFs offer several advantages. Flexibility can be bought and sold at any time during market hours. Diversification. Like mutual funds, they provide a diversified portfolio in a single transaction. Tax efficiency. Their unique structure can limit capital gains distributions. Transparency. ETFs disclose their holdings daily. However, ETFs come with potential drawbacks. Trading costs. While the expense ratio might be low, frequent trading can lead to significant costs. Tracking error. The ETF's performance might slightly deviate from its underlying index. Understanding the mechanics of ETFs is fundamental for investors looking to leverage these versatile instruments. From their creation and redemption processes to the way they're priced and traded, ETFs represent a harmonious blend of innovation and practicality in the financial world. By bridging the gap between mutual funds and stocks, they offer a unique proposition, promising both diversification and real-time trading, catering to a broad spectrum of investment strategies and goals. The financial landscape is punctuated by innovations that not only meet the evolving needs of investors, but also shape the way markets operate. Among these innovations, the Exchange Traded Fund stands out as a transformative tool that has redefined investment strategies over the past three decades. Let's journey through the birth, evolution and explosion in the popularity of ETFs. While the modern ETF as we know it was birthed in the early 1990s, its conceptual roots can be traced back to the 1980s amidst a backdrop of market crashes and increasing interest in passive investment strategies, there emerged a desire for a more liquid and flexible investment vehicle that could provide diversification akin to mutual funds, but with the added benefit of intraday trading like stocks. This desire culminated in the launch of the first ETF in the United States in January 1993. The SPDR S&P 500 ETF, colloquially known as the SPIDER. Created by State Street Global Advisors, the SPIDER tracked the S&P 500 index and allowed investors to buy or sell shares of the entire index in a single trade on the American Stock Exchange. This was revolutionary. Not only did it provide exposure to the broader market, but it did so with a transparency and efficiency previously unseen in other pooled investment vehicles. The success of the Spider provided a proof of concept that was hard to ignore. By the late 1990s, several new ETFs had emerged, tracking not just broad-based indices, but also specific sectors, setting the stage for the ETF boom of the 2000s. One notable innovation was the introduction of international ETFs, which offered investors exposure to foreign markets without the complexities of directly investing overseas. ETFs like iShares, MSCI Emerging Market ETF, 
allowed retail investors to tap into the growth storage of emerging economies, democratizing international investment. The new millennium heralded an era of exponential growth and diversification in ETF offerings. The industry saw the birth of bond ETFs, granting investors access to the fixed income market with the same ease as equities. This was closely followed by commodity ETFs like the SPDR Gold Trust, allowing investors to hedge against inflation or economic uncertainty by investing in tangible assets like gold. Moreover, thematic ETFs started to gain traction. These funds were designed around specific themes or narratives like technology, clean energy or robotics, allowing investors to express more nuanced views on market trends. Institutional investors also began to recognise the potential of ETFs as portfolio management tools. The creation of leveraged and inverse ETFs, which aim to amplify returns or bet against market movements, provided sophisticated instruments for hedging and speculative strategies. As the 2010s rolled in, the ETF landscape continued to flourish. Beyond passive index tracking, ETFs, the industry saw the emergence of actively managed ETFs. These funds managed by seasoned portfolio managers made investment decisions based on research rather than merely tracking an index. This blurred the line between traditional mutual funds and ETFs, combining active management expertise with the benefits of the ETF structure. Today, the global ETF market boasts thousands of funds with trillions of dollars in assets under management. From being a novel investment vehicle, in the early 1990s, ETFs have become a mainstay hailed for their transparency, flexibility and democratisation of investment opportunities. Their appeal isn't just restricted to individual investors. Institutional players, financial advisors and robo-advisors widely employ ETFs for various purposes. From long-term asset allocation to short-term tactical plays. The first well-publicised effort to launch a Bitcoin ETF came from Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss, famous for their involvement with Facebook's inception. In 2013, they filed with the US Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, to launch the Winklevoss Bitcoin Trust. The proposal was to list the ETF on the BATS BZX exchange. However, after years of deliberation, the SEC rejected the application in 2017, citing concerns over potential fraudulent and manipulative practices in Bitcoin markets. This decision set a precedent for other Bitcoin ETF proposals, underscoring the SEC's apprehensions. Following the Winklevoss setback, numerous other firms attempted to secure regulatory approval for their Bitcoin ETFs. Proposals from SolidX, ProShares, Direction and Granite Shares were some of the applications filed with the SEC. These applications tried to address the SEC's concerns by proposing various measures such as insured holdings or basing the ETF on futures contracts 
instead of direct Bitcoin holdings. Nonetheless, the primary regulatory concerns remained consistent. The potential for market manipulation and inadequate market surveillance. By late 2018, a consistent pattern of proposal submissions followed by rejections or withdrawals had emerged. Despite the initial rejections, the broader financial community sentiment began to shift. As Bitcoin gained more institutional interest, the infrastructure around its trading and custody matured. Major financial institutions began offering Bitcoin futures and exchanges enhanced their surveillance capabilities. This increasing institutional involvement signalled a potential shift in the regulatory landscape. The persistence of proponents and the evolving landscape finally bore fruit when, in 2021, the SEC approved the first Bitcoin Futures ETF. This marked a historic milestone, bridging the world of decentralised finance with traditional investment avenues. While it wasn't a spot ETF, which would be based on the asset itself, it was a significant step towards broader acceptance. The futures-based ETF allowed investors to gain exposure to Bitcoin's price movements without owning the cryptocurrency directly, addressing some of the SEC's earlier concerns. Post the initial approval, the doors seemed to open for other similar products. However, the dance with regulation is far from over. Many in the industry are still advocating for a spot Bitcoin ETF, which would offer direct exposure to Bitcoin. As the regulatory environment continues to evolve and Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies further entrench themselves in mainstream finance, the push and pull between innovation and regulation will undoubtedly persist. The journey of Bitcoin ETFs, from their conceptualization to their eventual regulatory approval, offers a lens into the broader challenges and opportunities inherent in blending traditional finance with the world of cryptocurrencies. This dance with regulation not only underscores the caution with which financial systems approach innovations, but also highlights the relentless drive of innovators to push boundaries and redefine paradigms. In the intricate dance of finance, there exist colossal institutions that not only dictate the rhythm, but also shape the very floor on which the dance occurs. Among these titans, BlackRock and Vanguard stand prominent, wielding unparalleled influence in the global financial arena. The involvement of such mammoth asset managers in the Bitcoin narrative holds profound implications for both Bitcoin itself and the larger push for its integration into mainstream finance, particularly through vehicles like ETFs. BlackRock, Vanguard and their ilk have spent decades building their reputations. They've done so on the back of rigorous research, a conservative approach to risk and an unwavering commitment to fiduciary responsibility. Their engagement with Bitcoin is not just a nod of interest, it's an affirmation of the asset's potential and validity. When entities with a combined management of trillions of dollars show interest in an asset class, the market listens and, more importantly, trusts. 
One of the main barriers to Bitcoin's broader adoption has been the lack of understanding and inherent scepticism among traditional investors. Big asset managers with their expansive research capabilities and educational platforms can play a pivotal role in demystifying Bitcoin. Their exploration into the domain provides a wealth of knowledge that can educate both retail and institutional investors, paving the way for informed investment decisions. The adage, where one goes, others follow, rings especially true in finance. The involvement of a major player often acts as a green light for others waiting on the sidelines. These behemoths don't just bring credibility, they bring substantial capital. Their participation can enhance Bitcoin's liquidity, reducing volatility and making the market more resilient to manipulative tactics. A more stable Bitcoin market is not only attractive to retail investors, but also addresses one of the significant concerns regulators like the SEC have with Bitcoin ETFs. The voice of major asset managers carries weight in regulatory circles. Their push for clear and supportive regulation can expedite the process of integrating Bitcoin into the mainstream financial framework. Their involvement in the quest for a Bitcoin ETF can lend the proposal the gravitas it needs to navigate the labyrinth of regulatory space. As these giants step into the Bitcoin space, there's a pressing need for robust infrastructure, from secure custody solutions to transparent trading platforms. Their demand for world-class infrastructure could spur innovation and investment in this space, further cementing Bitcoin's position as the mainstream financial ecosystem. The weaving of this thread into mainstream patterns requires dexterity, trust and champions with clout. BlackRock, Vanguard and other significant asset managers have the potential to be these champions. Their embrace of Bitcoin doesn't just elevate the digital asset, it redefines the contours of modern finance heralding a new era where traditional and decentralised financial systems coalesce in harmony. In the financial realm, asset managers and institutions are akin to the conductors of a grand orchestra, directing vast amounts of capital and shaping investment landscapes. As Bitcoin edges closer to mainstream acceptance, its potential incorporation into the portfolios managed by these professionals carries profound implications. The regulatory landscape for cryptocurrencies remains fluid. Asset managers and institutions will need to stay abreast of evolving regulations in various jurisdictions. This requires a proactive approach, potentially even engaging with regulators to ensure compliance and shape favourable policy outcomes. Handling Bitcoin necessitates a shift from traditional financial infrastructure. Institutions will require secure custody solutions, robust trading platforms and transparent auditing mechanisms. Collaborations with fintech and crypto-focused firms may become commonplace as traditional institutions seek expertise and technological solutions. As Bitcoin garners more attention, 
clients, both retail and institutional, will increasingly inquire about its inclusion in their portfolios. Asset managers will play a pivotal role in educating clients about Bitcoin's potential benefits, risks, and its role in modern portfolio construction. The early adoption of Bitcoin by some institutions can provide a competitive edge, attracting a newer generation of investors keen on digital assets. Institutions that fail to recognise this shift might find themselves playing catch-up, potentially losing out on significant capital inflows. As Bitcoin nudges its way into the limelight more and more, Asset managers and institutions stand at a crossroads. Embracing this digital asset requires a delicate balance of innovation and caution. Those that navigate this new terrain adeptly have the chance to shape a future where traditional finance and the world of cryptocurrencies coexist, benefiting from the strengths of both worlds. This is more than just a strategic decision. It's a leap into a new era of finance. Bitcoin maximalism is a philosophy within the Bitcoin community that espouses that Bitcoin is not only superior to other cryptocurrencies, but also suggests that it is the only cryptocurrency that has real and lasting value. As Bitcoin continues its journey in the mainstream financial world, this sentiment has had implications for the development and perception of Bitcoin-focused ETFs. Here's an exploration of Bitcoin maximalism within the context of ETFs and the broader investment landscape. Bitcoin maximalists argue that Bitcoin's decentralized nature, security, and unmatched network effects render other cryptocurrencies inferior or even superfluous. This conviction, when translated to the ETF space, suggests a preference for ETFs that solely focus on Bitcoin over those that might offer exposure to a basket of cryptocurrencies. For the maximalist, a Bitcoin ETF represents a streamlined vehicle to gain exposure to the true value in the crypto space. They'd argue that diversifying across multiple cryptocurrencies only dilutes the potential returns and exposes investors to unnecessary risks associated with less established or less secure digital assets. Given the vocal nature of the Bitcoin maximalist community, their sentiment can influence financial product offerings. We may see a proliferation of Bitcoin-exclusive ETFs as institutions seek to cater to this demographic prioritizing them over more diversified crypto ETFs. Maximalists often view Bitcoin as not just another financial asset, but as a fundamental challenge to the traditional financial system. In this light, a Bitcoin ETF is not just another investment vehicle, it's a bridge between the old world and a potential new monetary order. For them, investing in a Bitcoin ETF is as much a philosophical decision as it is a financial one. While Bitcoin maximalism has its proponents, it's not without its critics. Detractors argue that the crypto space is vast and dynamic, with other digital assets offering unique value propositions, technological advancements, 
or catering to specific niches. By focusing solely on Bitcoin, investors might miss out on potential gains from these other assets. If large segments of investors influenced by maximalist ideas channel their investments predominantly into Bitcoin ETFs, it could lead to a scenario where Bitcoin dominance is not just ideologically driven, but also reflected in tangible market capitalization and liquidity. Regulators might find it simpler to evaluate and approve Bitcoin-only ETFs if the majority sentiment coalesces around Bitcoin's prominence. This could inadvertently give Bitcoin an even more significant head start in the race for mainstream adoption. Bitcoin maximalism, with its unwavering belief in the primacy of Bitcoin, undoubtedly influences the trajectory of financial products like ETFs. As the crypto ecosystem evolves, the tug of war between purists and diversification proponents will shape the offerings available to investors. Only time will determine if Bitcoin remains the singular asset of consequence or if the vast world of cryptocurrencies finds its multifaceted place in the annals of finance. ETFs are familiar instruments for many traditional investors. Their introduction in the realm of Bitcoin provides a simpler gateway for those wary of the complexities associated with buying and storing the actual digital currency. This heightened accessibility could stimulate increased demand, putting upward pressure on the price. The rise of Bitcoin ETFs signifies a watershed moment in the fusion of traditional finance with the burgeoning world of digital currencies. As the landscape evolves, the horizon beckons with the potential for specialised Bitcoin ETFs that cater to diverse niches and investment objectives. Let's embark on a speculative journey into the future of these innovative financial instruments. Environmental, social and governance ESG criteria have been at the forefront of investment decisions in recent years. We might see the emergence of ESG-focused Bitcoin mining ETFs. These would invest in mining operations utilising renewable energy sources or implementing practices that align with sustainability and responsible governance of the Bitcoin protocol. Decentralised Finance DeFi, is revolutionising the world of finance, offering decentralised lending, borrowing and trading. As the DeFi ecosystem and Bitcoin converge, there's potential for ETFs that provide exposure to Bitcoin while integrating DeFi protocols. Such ETFs could offer enhanced yields to investors by leveraging DeFi platforms for lending or liquidity provision. Bitcoin's scalability has been a topic of discussion for years. As Layer 2 solutions like the Lightning Network mature, we might witness ETFs that specifically invest in these protocols or businesses leveraging them. These ETFs would cater to investors bullish on Bitcoin scaling and its potential to handle a higher transaction volume. Different jurisdictions have varying stances on Bitcoin and digital assets. Future ETFs might target specific regulatory environments, offering products tailored for investors 
in regions with pro-crypto regulations or those that hedge against areas with restrictive stances. We could see Bitcoin ETFs that incorporate novel financial instruments like Bitcoin futures, options or even prediction markets. Such diversification might appeal to sophisticated investors seeking varied exposure. We covered a little about how this could go on our Stock to Flow episode near the start of the series. Hybrid ETFs that combine Bitcoin exposure with traditional assets like bonds, stocks or commodities might become popular. These products would offer a balanced portfolio appealing to investors keen on diversification while maintaining a foothold in the digital currency space. Security concerns are paramount in the crypto domain. We might see ETFs that prioritise advanced custodial solutions, multi-signature wallets or even quantum-resistant security measures catering to ultra-conservative investors. The intersection of Bitcoin with the ETF structure is just the beginning of a broader narrative. As the financial world becomes increasingly integrated with digital innovations, the realm of Bitcoin ETFs promises unparalleled diversity and opportunity. While the road ahead is speculative, one thing is certain. The fusion of traditional finance with Bitcoin will continue to break barriers, offering investors an ever-expanding array of choices. Monero XMR stands apart in the cryptocurrency space due to its focus on privacy and anonymity. Unlike Bitcoin, which operates on a transparent ledger where transactions can be traced, Monero transactions are confidential and untraceable. This unique characteristic makes the concept of a Monero ETF intriguing and at the same time fraught with challenges. Privacy focus. For investors valuing privacy, a Monero ETF could offer exposure to a leading privacy coin without the need to interact with the complexities of buying, storing and transacting in the actual cryptocurrency. Diversification. As with other cryptocurrency ETFs, a Monero-based ETF would provide investors an opportunity to diversify their portfolios, adding an asset class distinct from traditional stocks, bonds or commodities. The primary challenge in establishing a Monero ETF would be regulatory concerns given Monero's privacy-centric design. Transparency issues. Regulatory bodies emphasise transparency and the ability to audit assets. With Monero's obfuscated blockchain, confirming holdings, ensuring no illicit activities and auditing becomes challenging. Potential for misuse. Monero's enhanced privacy features, while commendable for legitimate users, also make it attractive for illicit activities. This association might cause hesitancy among regulators concerning the approval of a Monero ETF. For any cryptocurrency ETF, secure storage of the underlying asset is paramount. Unique storage requirements. Given Monero's distinct cryptographic algorithms, ensuring secure storage might require specialised solutions tailored for its architecture. Validation. 
ETF providers must continually validate their Monero holdings. With Monero's confidential transactions, this process could be different from other cryptocurrencies and might require new verification methodologies. Liquidity concerns. For an ETF to function efficiently, the underlying asset must have ample liquidity. While Monero is traded on various exchanges, its liquidity might be less compared to more established coins like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Price volatility. As with many cryptocurrencies, Monero's price can be highly volatile. This volatility could be exacerbated in an ETF structure, especially if large institutional investors move in and out of the ETF. Increased exposure. It could introduce a broader audience to the benefits of privacy-centric cryptocurrencies. Potential price impact. An influx of institutional and retail investors might drive demand and subsequently impact Monero's price. The concept, however, of a Monero ETF remains speculative, changing regulatory landscape. As regulators evolve and adapt to the rapidly changing world of cryptocurrencies, there might be pathways for privacy-focused assets to gain ETF structures. Technological advancements. As the Monero community and other privacy coin proponents develop new tools and verification methods, some of the challenges associated with a Monero ETF could be addressed. While the idea of a Monero ETF is tantalising, its realisation would hinge on a confluence of regulatory shifts, technological advancements and market dynamics. It remains to be seen how privacy-focused assets like Monero will integrate with traditional financial structures. Regardless, the dialogue around such possibilities showcases the dynamic and ever-evolving nature of the crypto-financial nexus. The inception of Bitcoin was rooted in cypherpunk ideals, emphasising decentralisation, privacy and a reimagining of the financial system. Early adopters, often, re often referred to as Bitcoiners, were a mix of techno-libertarians, anarchists and individuals dissatisfied with the traditional financial system. Over the years, as Bitcoin gained traction, it transitioned from being a niche interest to an asset class that garnered the attention of retail investors, then institutions, and now giants like BlackRock. The journey of Bitcoin from online forums to boardroom discussions is nothing short of remarkable. Institutions like BlackRock, with its trillions under management, are a far cry from the original demographic of Bitcoin enthusiasts. The entry of such heavyweights heralds a shift in the perception of Bitcoin. With institutional involvement, there's an increased emphasis on standardising practices around trading, custody and management of Bitcoin. This translates to more secure storage solutions, transparent trading practices and rigorous audit mechanisms. Institutions bring with them teams of analysts who delve deep into assets before investment. The quality of discourse around Bitcoin's potential, risks and valuation will likely become more sophisticated. One of Bitcoin's core tenets is decentralisation. 
there's a large segment of the Bitcoin community that views the involvement of large financial institutions with scepticism, fearing they might exert disproportionate influence. As institutions become significant players, there's a concern that the original ideals of privacy, decentralization and autonomy might take a back seat to profitability and regulatory compliance. The phrase, not your keys, not your coin, has become a rallying cry in the Bitcoin community. It emphasizes the importance of individuals holding their private keys to truly own their Bitcoin. At its core, the saying reflects the ethos of decentralization and autonomy that blockchain technology espouses. Yet the rise of Bitcoin ETFs and other institutional investment vehicles might be shaping a nuanced shift in this narrative. In a custodial arrangement, an entity or third party, such as a bank or exchange, holds the private keys and thus control of the Bitcoin on behalf of the owner. This is similar to how traditional banks hold money for their customers. In this setup, the individual holds their private keys either on hardware wallets, paper wallets, or other secure means. This gives them full control over their Bitcoin, making them immune to third-party failures or breaches. ETFs, by their very nature, are custodial. They pool together assets, in this case Bitcoin, and track their value, offering investors shares in this collective pool. Several factors make custodial solutions appealing. For many new to the Bitcoin space, managing private keys can be daunting. Custodial solutions, like those offered by ETFs, provide an easy entry point. Regulatory frameworks often mandate stringent security protocols. Having custodial arrangements can make it easier for ETFs to comply with these regulations and provide assurances to both regulators and investors. Institutions can dedicate significant resources to security, ensuring that vast amounts of Bitcoin are stored using the best practices available. Despite the appeal of custodial solutions, there's a growing momentum towards non-custodial models driven by empowerment and autonomy. The original promise of cryptocurrencies with decentralization and removing middlemen. Non-custodial models align better with this vision. Security concerns. High-profile hacks of exchanges and custodial services have highlighted the vulnerabilities of centralized storage. Financial sovereignty. As more people become educated about the ethos of Bitcoin, the desire to truly own one's assets grows. While traditional ETFs are inherently custodial, the growing demand for non-custodial solutions could drive innovation. Hybrid models. Future ETFs might offer hybrid solutions, allowing investors to opt for non-custodial storage while still participating in the ETF. Educational initiatives. ETF providers could educate investors about the importance of private key ownership and provide tools to transition to non-custodial solutions. Technological advancements. Innovations like multi-signature wallets, which require multiple private keys to authorize a transaction, might be integrated into ETF structures, 
providing a balance between autonomy and security. As the world of Bitcoin ETFs evolves, the tug of war between custodial convenience and non-custodial autonomy will continue to play out. The challenge for the industry will be to reconcile the ease and security that custodial solutions offer with the core principles of blockchain and cryptocurrency. The pathway forward might not be a binary choice, but rather a fusion that captures the best of both worlds. The idea of lending assets and engaging in fractional reserve practices is deeply rooted in the traditional banking system. With the introduction of exchange-traded funds, ETFs, in the cryptocurrency arena, there are growing discussions about the potential of these practices being mirrored in Bitcoin. To understand the concepts, potential migration to ETFs, it's essential first to grasp fractional reserve banking. Traditional banks use a fractional reserve system. This means they hold a fraction of their depositors' balance in reserve, lending out the remainder. While this system can amplify liquidity and boost the economy, it also poses risks, especially if many depositors demand their funds simultaneously. A bank run. ETFs inherently hold assets, much like how banks hold deposits. This pooled structure has made some traditional ETFs in the equity market lend out securities to other parties, usually in return for a fee. This lending can boost the fund's returns, benefiting shareholders. The question arises then, could Bitcoin ETFs adopt a similar approach, lending out their Bitcoin or other digital assets? Here's how it might play out. Just as in the traditional equity market, lending Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies can generate additional income for the ETF, potentially leading to better fund performance. Lending out assets might provide more liquidity to the market, potentially stabilising prices or reducing volatility. However, the practice isn't without risks and challenges. One of Bitcoin's primary attractions is its security. Lending out these assets introduces a new vector for potential attacks or losses. Investors choosing a Bitcoin ETF are seeking exposure to Bitcoin. If significant portions of the fund's holdings are lent out, the ETF might not provide the direct exposure investors desire. Like with banks, if many ETF shareholders want to liquidate their holdings simultaneously and the ETF's assets were extensively lent out, it could pose challenges. Taking the lending concept a step further, one could envision a scenario where Bitcoin ETFs operate on a fractional reserve basis, holding only a fraction of the cryptocurrencies they owe to shareholders. By not holding the full amount of owed assets, ETFs could use the capital elsewhere, potentially earning higher returns. This could make it easier for new ETFs to launch or existing ones to expand. However, the risks are also magnified. Just as a fractional reserve bank is at risk of a bank run, a fractional reserve ETF might face a run if shareholders lose confidence. Such a system would be antithetical to many of the principles Bitcoin enthusiasts hold dear, such as full asset control and transparency.
While the concept of lending and fractional reserve practices in the world of ETFs can offer potential benefits in terms of return on investment, they also bring along significant risks and challenges. Any move in this direction would require careful consideration, robust regulation and clear communication to ensure that shareholders' interests remain protected. The Bitcoin world is rooted in decentralization and transparency, so any practices that might dilute these principles would be under intense scrutiny. The integration of Bitcoin into traditional investment vehicles, such as ETFs, sparks intriguing possibilities. One such potential transformation is the gradual shift of Bitcoin ETFs adopting characteristics reminiscent of the traditional banking model. As Bitcoin approaches the precipice of becoming a mainstream financial asset, Bitcoiners may find themselves at a crucial crossroads. Herein lies the imperative of a call to arms for Bitcoiners everywhere. The genesis of Bitcoin lies in its decentralized nature. It was created as an antithesis to the centralized financial systems, with their inherent inefficiencies and vulnerabilities. Be your own bank, the motto goes, and central to this philosophy is the principle of holding your own private keys, thereby having true ownership of your digital assets. Allowing Bitcoin to be primarily held and managed by large financial institutions exposes it to the risk of becoming subjected to fractional reserve practices. If more Bitcoin is believed to exist through fractional reserve lending than is actually held, it could artificially inflate the supply, undermining Bitcoin's value proposition as a deflationary asset. The primary allure of Bitcoin is its decentralized nature. However, large-scale institutional holding could potentially centralise influence and control, running counter to Bitcoin's ethos. For the average person, Bitcoin represents more than just an investment. It's a statement, a belief in a decentralised financial future, where intermediaries are minimised and individuals have full control over their assets. By entrusting the keys to someone else, one relinquishes this control. To prevent the very essence of Bitcoin from being eroded, it's paramount for the community to rally together. This means knowledge is power. The community needs to emphasise the importance of understanding Bitcoin's fundamentals and the significance of holding one's keys. While holding one's keys is vital, it's equally important to ensure that they're securely stored. This means championing best practices and tools for secure self-custody. The journey of Bitcoin from a white paper on a cryptographic mailing list to its position on the global financial stage is nothing short of remarkable. As it continues to gain traction, challenges will arise and the fractional reserve debate is among the most critical. The call to arms for Bitcoin is clear. To safeguard the foundational principles of Bitcoin every Bitcoiner must champion the cause of self-sovereignty, resisting the urge to allow Bitcoin to become just another asset in the vast traditional financial machinery. Conclusion The infiltration of institutional players into the Bitcoin arena is an undeniable testament to its growing prominence 
and acceptance in the global financial ecosystem. These institutions bring with them vast resources, regulatory expertise and the potential to catapult Bitcoin to unprecedented heights of adoption. It's an evolution that's both exciting and promising, holding the potential to reshape the economic landscape in ways previously thought unimaginable. However, in this flurry of institutional acceptance, it's essential not to lose sight of what made Bitcoin revolutionary in the first place. Its genesis was rooted in a desire to challenge the status quo, to democratise finance, and to give power back to the individual. The very essence of Bitcoin lies in its decentralised nature, its ability to operate outside traditional financial systems and its empowerment of individual sovereignty. As institutions become integral players in the Bitcoin narrative, the onus is on the community to ensure that the core tenets of Bitcoin aren't overshadowed. Embracing institutions doesn't mean compromising on the foundational principles of decentralisation and self-sovereignty. In fact, it's more important than ever to advocate for and practice self-custody to hold one's own keys and to be an active participant in one's financial destiny. In conclusion, the path ahead for Bitcoin is a delicate balance between the old and the new, the revolutionary and the established. As the world of traditional finance and the avant-garde realm of Bitcoin converge, the challenge lies in ensuring that the revolutionary spirit of Bitcoin isn't just preserved, but fervently championed. It's a call to every Bitcoiner, every enthusiast, every believer, to welcome the future, but to do so with an unwavering commitment to the ideals that birthed this groundbreaking technology. That's all for this episode. We will be back in the next episode with another short story, a quote-unquote good news story, if you will. I will leave you with a poem as we stand on the verge of this new era. Until next time. In the heart of cyberspace, a revolution was born, not of blood and battle, but of zeros and ones sworn. From the depths of centralised plight, Bitcoin arose, a beacon of decentralised light. Institutions towered, their shadows vast, yet Bitcoin's fire grew, its essence steadfast. From its cryptic genesis to ETF's embrace, a dance of progress, yet challenges we face. Be your own bank, the brave souls cried, against the tide of tradition they would not hide. Yet as giants like Blackrock began to play, the spirit of rebellion mustn't fade away. For with great power comes responsibility anew, to keep the essence of Bitcoin true. Not your keys, not your coin, the mantra remains, a call to arms breaking traditional chains. Fractional reserves, the old world's game, but in this new realm, let's not do the same. For Bitcoin's promise, so pure and bright, is to give power back to every individual's might. Though institutions arrive, bringing change in their wake, the revolutionary spirit we must never forsake. Embrace the future, but remember the past, for Bitcoin's true power is in its contrast. So here we stand at destiny's door, 
with a revolutionary spirit at our very core. To the future of finance we boldly steer, with Bitcoin's promise ever clear. <laughs>